right, so Matt, I have a confession. What's that? I read a lot of Yahoo News, actually. You do? It's, uh, it's kind of a guilty pleasure of mine. That's your go-to news source. I don't know. It's, it, it was on my phone. Like, you know how you go to your Safari browser, and then Yahoo's always there, so I just kind of started going to it. Yep. And I read a lot of articles on Yahoo. Nice. Well, what's that What's that have to do with anything? Well, I'm pretty sure today's guest has trolled me, and I haven't even been aware of it. Because <laughs> I, read some, I read a lot of the comments in the Yahoo section, and it uh, turns out that's where this guy got his start. <laughs> Yahoo! Anyway. Welcome to Don't Feed the Trolls, where we troll, but stay under control. Or without parole. Troll without parole. Today we have a very special guest. Super Troll Ken M will be joining us to talk about the fine art of trolling by leaving amazing tidbits in the comments section. But first, we have no mail to read. Well, we already did an episode today, so we already read it on the on the previous episode. Uh, you guys can shoot us an email if you want at don'temailthetrolls at gmail.com or the contact form on our website. And also, we might as well throw a plug for Patreon in there. Nate, give us a plug. Yeah, guys. <laughs> if you want to send Matt and I's kids to the dentist, you can go to patreon.com slash don'tfeedthetrolls <laughs> and uh, support a couple bucks a month, five bucks a month. The last guy supported us with ten bucks a month. So everything helps Matt and I to make more shows. We're cranking out shows. We like to do this. Help us stay up on it. You know, it's Nate's been killing the game as far as getting really interesting interviews. And, uh, you know, it takes a lot of emailing. You got to write a lot of copy. You got to go back and forth and schedule and stuff like that. We <laughs> do this because we love it. And we love, we love to create this content. It does take a lot of time and work. So if you guys appreciate it, please uh, go to patreon.com slash don't feed the trolls and chip in a, a buck or two. We'd... Uh, we definitely appreciate it. So, back to Yahoo News. <laughs> so, in the age of clickbait, I, I guess I can't tell you how many times I've gone to the article on like Facebook or whatever, and I just I just avoid the articles and go straight to the the comment section. <laughs> yeah, screw this. I want to see what's really going on. Yeah, because most of the time. <laughs> But most of the time, you can just get that hunk of cheese without having to navigate to another website. I feel like, I feel like Reddit, perhaps it maybe has the best comment sections, just because people get voted up based on humor. That's that's kind of what we're talking about today. We're talking about trolling as an art form, um, humor being the goal. We often talk about how trolling is negative or bad, but uh, some trolls, I think, redeem the practice with humor. Yeah, provoke. Uh, unsuspecting victims with an unfounded comment, and once they get a bite, they respond with a punchline. And everybody loves to read these punchlines. Oh man, uh, do they? It's it's all very well thought out and hilarious. And perhaps the greatest at this is the ubiquitous, infamous Ken M, who's been all over the internet with his hilarious um, trolling comments in the comment section. He has built up a huge following on Reddit and Twitter, where his fans post his most brilliant comments, <laughs> and uh, they seem to set off the masses. People like me, idiots who read Yahoo News, are just like, who is this guy? Who is this moron? And he is uh, a, a big fan of uh, John Warren, the old bass player from Reliant K, good good buddy of mine and yours. Uh, he was telling me about Ken M a while ago, and so I was like, 
Dude, don't feed the trolls podcast. We got to get the greatest internet troll on our show. It's just how it goes. Absolutely. So we want to bring Ken M on and find out what motivates him and how he does it. Let's get him on the show. Welcome, Ken M. You've been hailed as the greatest internet troll of all time, and we are uh, so happy to get to talk to you. I love your brand of trolling because it's not like angry or mean. It seems pretty self-deprecating and just generally hilarious. You seem to have it down to to an art. We want to talk. We want to talk about the art. How did this start? How did you get the itch to to start this thing? It seems like you started on on Yahoo right on yahoo news articles yeah uh and thanks by the way um <clears throat> I, I actually started this uh, uh because for years i naively tried to have real conversations on them <laughs> and i don't know what i was thinking i was i was just uh i didn't realize how toxic the yahoo comment section was and um you know so i like talking about politics and i like talking about science and you know things i I'm just interested in, and I was like, well, here's a community that's meant for people to have a conversation. And it was, it was just really darkly fascinating to me to discover that no matter how civil, uh, you know, or, or well thought out any comment anybody made, the response was invariably, uh, you know, go kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, it. I, I at first I found it depressing, and then it became just sort of like um, absurdly funny to me that yeah, like, I I like finding jokes. I, I like to try to come up with jokes, uh, but for me the the real joke is the subtextual one, which is the the just the sorry state of of online comic culture. <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny because like you're clearly trolling and fishing for people who will bite so that you can deliver your <laughs> your punchline, but. When, when the people bite, they get angry, uh, which makes it even more funny. Do you, like, when you're typing out a response, how much are you, like, physically laughing to yourself? Are you laughing out loud? Or are you, like, in character? Are you just, like, so in character? You're, like, you become the old man with the horse. <laughs> Mr. Ken M. <laughs> Somebody interviewed me once, and they wanted to film it, and they wanted to film me trolling. Like, so you want, this is good television, you, you want some, you want to watch some dude just staring blankly at his computer. <laughs> <laughs> with a bored expression on his face typing something out that you can't see um yeah i i tend to laugh when i come up with a punchline that that surprises me because i'm like oh that's kind of a cool found object and i wouldn't have come up with it had i not been led by whatever weird response i got you know from uh you know the way these people talk on yahoo especially right they tend to be older but they have like a really weird vernacular like they <laughs> They they insult me with words I haven't heard since seventh grade, like numb nuts <laughs> or dillweed. Yeah, yeah. Just to back it up a bit, what can you tell us about yourself? Or because you kind of stay anonymous, and that's kind of what's funny about it. You sort of uh, you don't put yourself out there. I think that's good. I tend I tend not to say anything about myself. Not not because I'm a very private person. It's just people prefer to. They have a certain cartoon character in their head. Yeah. People that like what I do uh, have expressed that they don't want to know anything about me. Um, but I, I put it out there. Uh, I mean, my name is Ken McCarthy. I'm a copywriter. I live in New York. Um, I'm uh, I'm lurching towards 40. I love comedy, and apparently I like pissing people off. A lot of this, this podcast is about sort of fighting the inner trolls or, or, or people who want to, like, shit on you. The exact frame of mind that permeates the Yahoo comments section, which I think you subvert really beautifully with poorly spelled 
and and no punctuation in your in your comments. And I think that's like you're you might have pioneered this because it happens all over Twitter nowadays. Is that all on purpose, or you just create a character that? behaves that way as much as i love writing characters and dialogue i'm terrible with uh, structure so this this short form stuff was apparently the only thing i could do in that regard but i love writing characters and that's part of the voice um i'm known for the i'm known for, i'm known for the illiterate old man character but i also do the opposite uh, fewer examples of it but i do this really obnoxiously like overly eloquent professor type <laughs> Because that's it, it, in, in, a, in a place that's so casual is an internet comment section. You look like a maniac if you have this perfect, just beautiful, right. like, sprawling sentences. So everything grammatically correct. Obviously, you can write copy. You're a copywriter, so I envision you putting the hat on and then like and just putting yourself in that character. How many hours a day do you spend uh, a trolling nowadays? Like I, I know you've been. You've been at it for a while. I always just maybe spend uh, 45 minutes to, God help me, two hours. It sounds like I'm taking this way too seriously. <laughs> well, you know, most people are on their phones all day long doing nothing helpful. So I, I appreciate your dedication to the craft. Oh, thanks, man. Um, it, it, was, it was always meant to be sort of like a, just a creative playground, a hobby. And ever since I got this massive following, I'm like, God, I hope nobody expects me to do like four of these a day. Because I already have a, I already have a job, you know. I, I feel like I read a lot of articles all day. So actually, we're all reading these articles. You're just making it more fun. There you go. <laughs> we're all getting, yeah. We're all we're all slugging it out in the comment section. Might as well have someone cracking some jokes. I was saying before this that I typically go to the comment section now if it's just a really clickbait. I'm like sucked in. I want to click it, but I don't. So I go to the comment section. It's always just a battle. It seems like they just have to fight. It's just part of it. It's like getting in your car. It's like. It's like road rage. I don't know why we get so angry online and in our cars. It seems like that's the two places we just <laughs> get mad. I, I've never heard anybody say that, but I think I think that's the perfect comparison is road rage because you know we're not we're not all like psychos and we don't you know. But for some reason, I I think it's a similar thing where you get sort of an adrenaline rush out of the quick fix of being addicted to somebody, yeah. and it's consequence free. There's a level of yeah anonymity behind the wheel that you can maintain. Uh, even more so behind your computer screen, obviously. So people want to be a dick. And I know people call you a troll because it's sort of like you're fishing for, for people who are suckers. But anything that I've seen of yours hasn't been mean or, or spiteful towards anybody. Do you have like a specific, you know, I don't know if like there's a moral code that you work with? that you work with or I do you know just because I've been doing this for four years this this uh just through trial and error with you know what makes me feel guilty um I I have sort of my own like uh do no harm policy and one of them is I don't start off by responding to somebody else so I don't I don't provoke I I start off uh by making a lone comment that makes me (laughs) a target there's something a little aggressive about just responding to somebody else hoping that they'll respond back I just love the character like uh, the character of just somebody who's super innocent, but a sweet moron, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, my, 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 I read one today that just killed me and it was so, um, it was very naive sounding where you wrote, uh, seems like neither president is willing to support the most recent bill. <laughs> someone, someone jumps on that and is like, neither president? What recent bill? <laughs> and you're like, the $2 bill. How come they won't print new ones? <laughs> and I'm like, you, you had to be like sitting on the toilet one day going, oh, that's going to be good. It's so corny, you know. 
Yeah, maybe I'll make a good dad if I keep making jokes. Like oh that. yeah, yeah. Oh, you're 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 all the way there, man. Yeah, you you're got on dad your way, jokes man. for days. You're on your way. <laughs> There's got to be. You've got to be getting so much joy, real, you know, real inner joy out of this. Like, what is it that? I mean, clearly that's why anybody would keep doing this. I mean, it takes a lot of time. So. <laughs> What's like your what's your favorite part? Like what is the what is the apex of of a good prank? Well, I I hate this every time somebody asks me questions where I sort of dig deep into it like that, I I feel like I sound so pretentious. Oh man, but it is it is an art form so we can get a little ethereal about it. <laughs> um well, yeah, I mean, for me what makes it feel like art, regardless of the quality of this art, what makes it feel like an artistic process is um you know, the raw materials which is a the comment section it's, it's a toxic space and sort of repurposing the toxic space to turn into a source of uh belly laughter yeah yeah sure feels good to experience for me like the the kick that i get out of it is is kind of a jolt of joy when this absurd dynamic kind of like plays out and i never know where it's gonna go i i certainly hope that i can use the punchline but oftentimes i can't because they don't respond the way i would oh no <laughs> But yeah, it, it feels, it just feels really good. Like, here's a new weird thing. And back in my days when I was like a serious artist, I was trying to write like a three act musical. Yeah. That took me four years. It's like, wow, this is much easier to get a. <laughs> to get a laugh. Yeah, as I get older and, and more lazy, this is a much more satisfying. Yeah. Micro plays. <laughs> Sometimes I feel the same way. It's just like, I'm making these dumb memes. I don't know if this matters, but it's kind of fun to make. And half the time, I'm just like, why am I making these memes? Like, I don't know if this even has anything to do with our podcast. I think it's a, it's sort of the absurdist philosophy is like, this is all crazy. What we're doing here on this internet as anonymous people, like acting like anything we say matters is absurd. And so the only rational response is to laugh at it. And it, and it's funny and it works, but it's like, are we helping? Are we doing anything? I don't know. I think at this point we've all just resolved to be like, let's just laugh because nobody else knows what to do. That's that's great, man. I totally agree with you. And like, sometimes I wonder. I know what I'm doing is not innocent, um, and it's not helpful. But uh, I don't think it's cynical. I think it's something else. So, but a lot of my friends are fans of like I posted on Facebook. That I was doing an interview, and a lot of my friends were just like, "No way, Kid M, it's awesome." And is that your biggest fan, ma male males <laughs> in your thirties? What's the demographic? You can look on your Facebook page. I've been really. I should do that. I'm really curious. I don't. I, I think my younger fans on Reddit are ones who just like me to like, you know, pwn people or whatever. And they're, and so they're, they don't, yeah. they're not really into it because of the, the absurdity, which is maybe sort of an older type of humor. <laughs> and I'm not into it just to fool people and say, ha ha, I tricked you. But uh, I, I imagine most of them would be like closer to my age and, and a guy, but I have a lot of elderly people that seem to like what I do, which makes <laughs> me feel, which makes me feel good. I don't know. So 
It's just that that picture of that guy, that old guy with the horse. It just gets those old ladies. They're just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. So you have, you have character. You have characters. Uh, you know, one one is a one is a naive kind of old man. Another is what's the other one? Oh, like a like a right wing guy who thinks the government's got a conspiracy against him or whatever. Yeah, certain college guy, professor. Like, Sure. Yeah. Do do these characters choose you, or you you design them out in your head? I mean, I know you've you've written plays before, so how's that work? Well, yeah. Like uh, it sounds like you guys are probably have some experience with this creatively. I mean, you know how you when you try at first you're trying to think of of a character, and then eventually the character sort of it's more like it just sort of reveals itself to you, and you're he you thinks sort for of, himself. Yeah. Yeah. You're just sort of channeling the character, and this is after like say a year of doing it. <laughs> I love how elaborate it is. I just love it. Yeah, I, I don't even have that much time in my hands. I don't know why. I've but here's it. the thing: like, what you're doing has to be good because for things to catch on like this, to be just writing comments and for it to catch on and people to notice, you have to be good at it. So it's in a way you're you're practicing your own comedy for something else that you probably will be able to parlay all this into. You think that it'll turn into something else? I I've been writing a lot of. Uh, Oh, I've been writing like comics and um, a lot of like long form goofy essays in the same style. And I'll publish that stuff on different websites. I just did a, um, I just did a, a script for a pilot that we shot and have been releasing called the Gumption oh. Diaries. And I, I've come to terms with the fact that people like what I do when it's in the context of the comment trolling, not so much when I do it with others. We stuff. can relate to that too, because that's the story of our lives too. Cause we were, you know, we 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 our bands got signed when we were like 21 and the music that we made at that age is very different from the music we like now but people sort of remember us for that music or even just being known for your music and then going to a podcast it's like oh you have like 50,000 people that like your Facebook page for your band but then they they're like what is this podcast you're doing you know what i mean <laughs> yeah so this is not music related, but one of the things this podcast is about is about sort of like creative hustle and like staying committed to to do what it is that you feel like you you want to do in life, it, not waste time. And 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 don't feed the trolls is sort of about overcoming the barriers and blocks to kind of create to make stuff. And uh, it's so meta to think about this, but I think your commitment <laughs> over the years to trolling is is almost a way of, of starving your own trolls. Like, have you ever thought about quitting, about just not doing it anymore? Um, you know how you know, with any, like, creative activity after a while, you just sort of feel like your wells run dry? And maybe you sure. just, like, freak out. But, like, did I, did I use up all of my gifts <laughs> creatively? Just with anything, whether you're a painter or a musician. And then... I always, I hope that those are just percolation periods and then it'll come back up. So right now I've been taking a semi break for a while, uh, but uh, hopefully I'll get back into it. Yeah. What's like, um, I was going to ask you, what are some like, I'm sure you have like three or four in your mind that are like your favorite. Do you have any of those that are just like, that just blew up or just people responded the best or what's your top five? I have a few. Um, the I because I love doing this in social media brand pages too because I think those are like the most shitty cynical presences on social media is like Pampers wants you to be its friend you know so you're on like Pampers Facebook page yeah I I did one for <laughs> Chef Boy I did one for Chef Boy RD uh, which is my all time favorite if you Google it it's kind of hard to explain I don't 
Yeah, you you can't act it out for us. What do you? What the hell, man? Yeah, yeah. You're a playwright. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a lousy performer. <laughs> Basically, I, I sent them a photograph of me cooking my my ravioli, and I was like, "We put pepper on it in our household," you know, just some mundane. Um, but there also happened to be on the same stove a huge stack of National Geographic magazines. Oh yeah, I saw this. So, and then it goes on. They they feel compelled to warn me to move the magazines away from the stove, and then it sort of escalates from there. <laughs> it's great. That was really funny. And then you like. Keep going. Keep telling the story because it's okay. Funny. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, completely ignoring their warning, and uh, and the next comment, I put a photo. That said, uh, also, if you put it in the oven, it tastes just like mom used to heat up in the it's oven. Uh, in the oven next to the ravioli is it's just the oven is filled with like Oxford Dictionary and, and mag- <laughs> newspapers and magazines. <laughs> so. That's that's one of my favorites because I was lucky enough to have them respond in exactly the way I was hoping them to do. Oh, you know, I, man. I really, I really needed them to set me up with, please move those magazines so that I could escalate it. Are you the guy behind uh, don'teveneply.com? Um, no, I, uh, I I love that guy's stuff. Oh, my gosh. He's so good. I don't know. He, he must remain more anonymous, but I've I've lost my voice like when we were on tour, Nate. Where I would yeah. read these emails from an asshole at don'tevenreply.com, and he's long, he's long con, long gaming uh, these Craigslist people, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like man. super long into it, starts just one after the other, leveling these beautifully, beautifully written responses, and it's with pictures and photos and stuff. Do you get any inspiration from other people who are doing cool stuff, Ken? That guy's stuff, yeah, that guy's stuff makes my face hurt. <laughs> you know, I, I know a few of these guys now. It's like we're uh, we like get in touch with each other. Like yeah. I know David David Thorne, uh, he did some really funny stuff back like like 10 years ago. Yeah, like when the internet was like still the wild west, it seems like people jumped on it right away. Right. Um there's that guy, uh that guy who goes by the Twitter handle at fart who who <laughs> Who fooled, uh, who pranked MSNBC or something with the Edward Snowden, Edward Scissorhands joke? <laughs> yeah. What's great about all these people uh, is because internet fame isn't real fame, we're all very accessible, normal dudes that you can just get in touch with. I just like reach out to them on Twitter. It's like, hey, that's really funny. Let's, yeah. uh, and some of them are like, hey, you live in Brooklyn too. Let's have a beer. That's how it works, though. I feel like so many times, once you kind of get in and you get a little bit of respect, it kind of becomes like warp tour where all the bands are hanging out. It doesn't matter how big your band is. You're kind of in there. But in terms of like internet fame, yeah, it's like you, you do this stuff. You probably sit at home sometimes and you're like, what am I doing? But then like you get to talk to these other people and then it leads to some friendships. And it's always like I was saying earlier to build up a following, just writing comments. you got to be good at it. So well, and you got to be committed too. is what I was saying is like, you, you know, you didn't just do it and we're like, ah, I'm done with this back to real life. You were like, no, I'm going to make a thing out of this. Like I'm gonna be, I'm I'm committed to this character enough to like. After a year, this character does this automatically. <laughs> like I don't even have to think about it, which I think that's the art yeah. form part of it. I mean, you you mentioned some of the stuff you're doing. Um, can you talk a bit about the, I guess, the opportunities that being Ken M online has afforded you? Yeah. Um, so I've. Uh... So I guess professionally, if you want to call it that, I I got um, the college humor reached out to me a few years ago, and this became a column, like a weekly column where it was just it was just basically five of my trolls every week, 
Um, and through that, I started writing articles for other comedy sites. And then I got invited to do stand-up and comedy readings. That's so awesome. Yeah, and then this badass director and all these UCB actors got together, and they were willing to act out my script for this detective series I wrote. No way! Yeah, and it's just it's just little things like that. Yeah. In, in, in general, meeting cool, like we're having a really cool conversation about really cool cultural shit. And I've, I've never met you guys. This is really cool. It, it's stuff like this. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. That's funny because that's the same reason I wanted to do a podcast because there's all these random stuff I'm into. And I'm thinking sometimes once you get a little bit of a following going, you get two to 3,000 downloads an episode. You can start telling people like, hey, we got a little bit of. And then also you start having conversations with all kinds of people, which was kind of leading to my next question. Have Do you feel like you've you're creating too much awareness of yourself? Like people are starting to notice it's a gag or have you had that happen? Oh, you mean, am I still capable of getting away with it online? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, sometimes, you know, you don't want to be too big because everyone's like, uh, you know, I mean, I guess I don't, I don't know. The internet's so vast. I don't think that could happen. I just think about the people who are biting on it, who like think he's serious are our parents' generation. And I think they will just They'll never con- know. They'll never They catch will on. just continually bite. They won't even know. They won't even read the username. Like I just feel like that's but endless. I'm sure on Yahoo, if you're the first comment every for a number of times, you <laughs> Right. You would think. But I guess maybe people don't go to Yahoo every day. Maybe they go to Yahoo once a month. So they just Do you think remember. about that, Ken? Do you think about moving around, like jumping around to different I, I actually do. I, I do a lot of I do hopping in post sometimes. Uh I've done a few like time.com before they retired the comment section. <laughs> you made them shut it down probably. Yeah, you knew. You knew. That's like <laughs> that's like us talking about MySpace. Remember MySpace? Remember time.com when they shut down the comment section? <laughs> um, Yah- Yahoo has the best type of of like of of uh, ugliness that, that's not so dark that it's a turnoff. Like, you know, if I go to like uh, theblaze.com or, or what it is like. Right. It's like um, the darkness is hard to. It's literal, it's literal hate. It's, it's, yeah. it's like, I'm, it, it re- I know what I believe. And like, it's not, it's not like stupid. You're saying when you feed the trolls, there's some moral, there's a moral biter, <laughs> right? They have it's a- really just about the quality of the, of the joke. Like, I feel like the joke is funnier if it's not couched between like two ultra racist comments. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's just a drag. But but if it's between two moderately racist or yeah, <laughs> veiled veiled racism, <laughs> then you can blend right in. <laughs> yeah, then it doesn't swallow up it doesn't swallow up the punchline with Well, know, there the, is yeah. There, yeah, there is a level of subtlety needed. Like when when people are being just insanely bombastic in their racism or hate or whatever it is, it's 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 hard to yeah it's it's hard to paint on that canvas. <laughs> it's 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 right. too distracting. Yeah, there's no way you could do this on YouTube. <laughs> it's it's also de- it's also deflating. Like when I see something like that, I just sort of like sink. Yeah, and, and I'm like, I don't have any. I don't definitely don't have any creative trigger. I just like <laughs> I'm just like funny s- anymore. <laughs> step away from that shit, you know. <laughs> A lot of comedians say that Trump is God's gift to comedians, but I feel like now, you know, it's it's more like, well, he's he's so absurdly nasty that how do you really, you know, how do you really satirize that? And so it's it's more just like the only response is serious contempt for some of the nastiness and not not some like nuanced, clever, satirical joke. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I think that's, I like what, the, that's what Nate was doing with the with the videos he was making. Well, I, I dropped that Marty video of him the day after. What was that, Matt? It was in like February. It was like the. It might have been a Republican debate. 
but it was like the day after everyone thought Trump might be president. And yeah. then it and it blew up. It got like 20, 20 million plays oh my God. on Facebook. Um between I uploaded it to my band's Facebook and our, our podcast uh Facebook and it just took off. But then I did similar Trump videos and Trump's kind of dead now. It doesn't get shared around. It's, so there yeah. was a moment it was big and now it's dead. It's, it was it's, like when when gone. when the fear when the public fear was at its apex. Um, mm-hmm. about like, oh wow, he could get the nomination. That was like right when Nate dropped the video, and it just took off. It was like dropping it in a stream over a waterfall. It was like bye bye, we don't we don't own you anymore. I should walk back my point then, because that's actually a really funny idea, and this could just be a failure of imagination or energy on my part. Like I don't know how people write cutting political satire without without their anger kind of clouding their 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 humor muscle. Right. Yeah. So I. I I, that's why I tend just to deal with this raw absurdity and, and whimsical shit, you know. Um, but I love I love stuff like what your idea was, and I love political satire. I just don't really have much of a gift for it, I guess. When did you start to notice you had a bit of a bit of a following going? When did you start to? Because I, I always wonder how these things catch on. Because so many people ask us, like, how did this catch on? I'm like, I don't know. You just you play a couple songs in a town, and you come back, and there's more people. And everyone's like, what'd you do? And I'm like, I don't know what we did. I don't really know how it spread. Just kept doing it. How did it spread for you? <laughs> uh, this is one of the reasons I've always given kind of a, a side eye to my my you know internet popularity. It was luck. I I was given a gig uh, on College Humor, and I was doing that for a year and a half. I wasn't popular at all. Somebody discovered me on Reddit and randomly posted a bunch of my stuff, and it went to the front page, and I got you know like tens of thousands of followers overnight. Wow. And that sort of thing has just kept happening. I owe it all to Reddit. Seriously, it's like, it's the last bastion of hope as far as comment sections go because it's a, it's like it's like people vote up they, they they vote down hateful spiteful crap and they vote up humor like who can who can troll or who can make a a really funny punny reference to a news story that always gets voted up on Reddit and I think that's it's sort of like a culture there where you don't have that culture anywhere else and what type of people are on reddit do you think they're like kind of intellectual right. smart people who kind of like uh are your people are those kinds of people on reddit uh, you know i don't really have a sense of of a dominating culture on reddit because it's just so massive yeah but uh, the people that follow me tend to like the same type of humor well that kind of goes without saying but yeah the, reddit seems to have a healthier uh comic culture in general like what you describe people people upvoting uh, creative humor. Well, that's a sign of a healthy place, you know. Yeah. Um, sure. No, I mean, there's so much humor that can be uh, sort of exploited in our culture. You're like, that's not funny. Like, there's just so many show TV shows. It's like the, the laugh track kind of humor. I'm just like, oh, guys, Big Bang Theory is not a funny TV show. It's just not funny. Uh, but that's just me. But anyway, this is the tough thing about what you do, Ken, is that like I'm reading and I'm dying. I'm dying laughing reading reading some of your your work, I guess you can call it. And yeah. I don't know that I could that there is a character that could read it that would be that is funnier than my own like like what pops into my head. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's not right. it's it's not objectively funny. It's subtle and it's ironic and it like I could read I could read it to my wife and she'd be like, "What? I, I don't get it." You have to right. see, it's like you have to see it. 
You have to see the no punctuation and the bad yeah, yeah. spelling and the no caps. We've all spent enough time on the internet now to kind of know that guy. Like, like Ken M exists everywhere. Yeah, you look <laughs> like a guy that just is naive. And so that's why it's even funnier when you realize there's a layer behind that. But I was just looking at this uh, population of known alien planets nearly doubles as NASA discovers 715 new worlds. <laughs> you wrote, looks like our solar system just got bigger. Somehow I think these new planets will do just fine. <laughs> and then some guy gets really mad, Art, who's clearly our parents' age. They are not in our solar system. <laughs> and you're like, they are now because today's solar system is more inclusive and universal. So <laughs> universal I can't I, like I can't even read it without like my voice cracking and it not being funny. But like if I read it just without even saying it, it's way more funny. What like can you speak to any of that? Am I just bullshitting? <laughs> no. No, that that's uh that's something like Whenever I've done a couple of radio interviews where in order to introduce me to the listening audience, they'll have these voiceover actors read these exchanges and I'm cringing because I'm like, wow, this sounds stupid. This, <laughs> this, this joke does not scan well when read out loud. Yeah, yeah. It almost has to be seen. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that's what it is. And I, I totally agree. I mean, I, I've, been, I've, had, I've gotten criticism on my, my subreddit in the comments where somebody will post a video where I do like a reading or something. And they're like, I don't like thinking of Ken this way. I don't like his normal voice. Yeah. And uh, this, this ruined it for me. You know? Uh, I, I, you know, I feel that way about some of my internet heroes that I've had. Like when I discover that they're not these cartoonish goofballs, that, that they're flesh and blood normal people, yeah. they take – Take some of the funny away. I don't know. Yeah, it does, and that's. I mean, you you don't you don't. That's like you don't meet your heroes type of thing. Like if you want them to be heroes in your head, you don't want to recognize them as people that are equal. Well, you kind of. It depends. I think it depends how you start. If you start there, then it's fine. But if you don't start there, and then you transition, it's kind of weird for people. Right. What are some heroes for you? And that you like? Do you like Conan O'Brien? I've always enjoyed his humor. Like yeah, Conan. Not only for who he is now that we know him, like. He influenced so many of us just from as a Simpsons writer before, right. before that. Um, so yeah, like uh, oh my God, Norm Macdonald stand up is amazing. Um, <laughs> who I really love uh, is is Tim Heidecker, even though it's a completely different kind of humor. But uh, you were talking about just commitment to creative work. Like that man is so prolific; he must work every second of the day. <laughs> um, like and he just throws shit against the wall, and he doesn't seem to care if it's good or bad. And it's and sometimes it's not very funny, but uh, I yeah, just really admire him. Yeah, anybody who's prolific, it's always admirable. I mean, we I have to I've strained so much to get you know ten songs on an album. Meanwhile, Bob Dylan, who is like one of the greatest of all time, you know, just got a Nobel Prize. He he put out like an album every six months of like tons of songs, and like the majority of them weren't that good. Like. But he didn't care. It wasn't about making this album. It was about making the next album. And so he just kept churning it out. And I think that's why people look back and say he was one of the greats because he was just so prolific. And so that's kind of motivation to go, I just got to keep going. You know, like even if it's not the greatest, you know, just it's done, move on. Yeah, man, that's that's something I need to do more of. I mean, just in general, like not overthinking and worrying about the quality of my work until it just strangles the whole process. I mean, if somebody, I like maybe write a tweet every two weeks, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Why, am I, why am I overthinking like this nonsense?
Well, we've always done that on Twitter. You you, you write out a and tweet. delete, delete, delete. When you go to write a tweet now, it's like, I want this to go viral. And I'm like, this is stupid. This is just, <laughs> just, just, no one cares anyways. Just send the tweet out. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, that, that pressure to do something that, you know, gets like acclaim is definitely like the opposite of how I think a creative process should be. Like you should be right. writing something for yourself thinking yeah. that it'll, it'll be, it'll make you laugh or, or you'll be proud of it. And then you, then you like it. If other people like it, that's even better. Sure. But to do it the other way around is really marketing. I mean, that's, that's really what marketers do. They, they start out from a point of how can I get a lot of people to like this? Right. That's, that's kind of lame. Well, it's the only way you can deal with the internet. I, I would say if you're reading these articles and you're just getting frustrated at the political situation or whatever else is going on. I mean, I think you would write those satirical comments, even if nobody noticed. Right. Oh yeah. I, I was doing that for a, a good year before anybody really noticed. Um, yeah, it was just a hobby. <laughs> I mean, I, I would show my friends like that yeah. satisfaction if they like, yeah. It. So your friends kind of were probably rallying around you and that's how most things start. You know, you're just, your, your buddies get into it. Um, and then, you know, from there it kind of gets a little bit of encouragement like, Oh yeah, maybe we can do this band thing and play songs in someone else's town because our friends like it. So, so yeah, totally. And I don't want to sound too like lame about this, but, uh, I feel like what you do is really hard to do because like sometimes when I make these meme videos, I'm like, all I'm doing is taking what someone else made and kind of mashing it up and putting it out there. But you're kind of coming up with original content. And I'm sure now you, <laughs> I want to know, are, are people copycatting you? Are they trying to, are there other Ken M's out there trying? Like, have you seen <laughs> Ken M even? I have. I, uh, I have done that. Um, in fact, the reason I like rebuild my whole name in that I'm a, you know, and in interviews is to try to stop that because I think it was done innocently. The copycats thought that it was just a meme. Therefore anybody can, you know, use my name and, and sure. And post it. Um, that might be fine for them, but that's that, not cool for me. Cause I seen some where it was like, Oh, some joke about black people not being able to swim. Oh. And, and I was like, man, this cannot, yeah. I, I, I don't want to lose control of my creative identity. Right, right, right. You have, like you have rules that you abide by in, your, in, in the way that you troll and, and it's a principles. And, uh, and if people don't have those same principles and they're using your name, that's, that's got to feel shit. You have to start using a specific avatar every time then and, and stop the anonymous identities or. Basically what I've done is become a moderator on the subreddit. And, and I, I basically told the community that um, anything on here that's uh, fake, I will delete. Therefore okay. you don't have to keep asking about the authenticity of it. Right. So now you kind of have to filter it all. So it's a little bit more extra work on your end, but is your subreddit just slash Ken M? Uh, I believe so. I should know that for a fact. Yes, it is. Totally. Reddit, slash Ken. <laughs> Reddit slash R slash Ken M. Yes. That's yeah. uh, that's for our listeners to check out. Um, thank me later for the laughs. It's really fun. So I, I guess my last question is if, if you could do anything, if like right now you could, I don't know, take all this creative energy and put it into something else, what would it be? What, 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 what do you see yourself doing? What would you want to do? Uh, I I had a really great time writing for that uh, that TV pilot, and we don't know if it's going to go anywhere. It's called the Gumshoe Diaries. If anybody wants to look it up on YouTube, okay, yeah. Uh, apologies yeah. for the plug. No, that's why we're here. That it was this. It was the exact type of just like one liner driven absurd humor that I love so much, uh, and it involves it surrounds an unself aware idiot main character that I love so much. Uh, <laughs> if I could do more stuff like that, man, I, I would be really really happy. That's cool. So it's writing, be, being a comedy writer, like in the room, 
coming up with funny jokes. What about like South Park? Oh God, I, I love South Park. Man, the, the work, talk about work ethic. I, I don't know how those guys are still alive. You've seen that Six Wait. Days to Air documentary of how they do it all in a week? I just, I just heard about it and I, I got like a heart attack just hearing about their process. <laughs> it's oh, nuts, it's nuts. I've, I've heard that either, is it Trey Parker? He's like the main, the main writer, right? Yeah, it's Matt Stone and Trey Parker, but I don't know who does the voices one of them uh, has been known to like sort of like ditch the script like three days before it's supposed to air he's like no this just isn't working like he's he's just such a like committed genius artist that he's like yeah. willing to put themselves through this meat grinder to make well, it good it seems really funny like i, I went on tour with head from corn's band you remember the band corn uh, oh, yes we were on tour with his band and he was talking about how corn was on south park so he was saying it was really funny how they like how they came up with their lines because he said we just did a conference call and and um matt and trey just called us and he's like our lines were written in like five minutes because they were just sitting there going wouldn't it be funny if you said this ha, ha, ha. and then you said this ha, ha, ha. all right guys let's do it all right all right we're done. you know <laughs> see you later and i was like he's like they, those guys have to have the best job in the world like what a what a paradise that would be yeah that's just your job it's amazing yeah, so so I guess it all ends when Ken M's on the Simpsons episode and Bart is Ken M trolling somebody on, and then you know you've made it, right? <laughs> that, then I could die uh, even happier. <laughs> yeah. The happiest troll in the world, Ken M. Everybody, thank you for joining yeah. us, man. We really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah this has been fantastic. Man. It was awesome meeting you too. Thank you. Oh, yeah, thanks. So man. awesome meeting you. You want to throw out your Twitter Twitter handle again to anybody, or just like your website or anything else you want to plug? Thanks. Sure. Uh, my Twitter is at Horsey Surprise. That's H-O-R-S-E-Y Surprise. Beautiful. <laughs> and my Facebook is the official Ken M. And, uh, and apologies for not remembering my Reddit. <laughs> oh, that's fine. It's all good. Just Google. Just Google Ken M. You'll find his work. It's it's, yeah. it's brilliant. <laughs> oh, and I'm looking forward to checking out your music and your page more, guys. I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks, oh, man. man. We'll hit you up. Uh, this will probably air in a couple of weeks, and uh, we'll hit you up and let you know when it goes out there. And uh, you can post it if you want, but no big deal if you don't. So, dude, really appreciate you coming on the show, and uh, I had a good time. This is one of my favorites so far. So, yeah, man, this is this is actually my favorite interview that I've done. Woo! Yeah, they're either usually way too serious or way too goofy. Um, yeah, or not, not goofy, just like. What is trolling to you? And then that's the only question. I'm like, oh. yeah, I know. I think maybe as band guys who've been in so many bad interviews ourselves, we're like, how'd you come not... up with your band name? What's oh, your favorite my... song? I was on one the other day, and it was like three guys, and they were just they were just making fun of themselves the whole time. And I was like, I almost just hung up. I'm like, this is terrible. What am I doing? And it was like a it was like a big show. It was like a big show on Last FM, and I'm like, this is the dumbest show I've ever been on. <laughs> Sorry, we'll, go ahead. We'll cut this part out just in case they listen to our show. I don't care. <laughs> they're they're done. A zoo crew, like a zoo crew situation, a where you just have these, have these clowns like goofing around. And you don't know what to say. Yeah, and they were just making bad bad sexual jokes the whole time. I'm like, guys, I'm married with kids. I <laughs> <laughs> I don't. So you're the straight. You were the straight man they didn't even want. But uh, yeah. <laughs> But anyway, what I'm saying is, like, I think hopefully that helps. And that's kind of why I want to start a podcast. Just treat people as humans, and they're fighting their own trolls and trying to make things happen for themselves. And we all kind of have the shit we're dealing with. So I hate that plastic, fake kind of persona that people put on, you know? Oh, absolutely. Can you ever want to start a podcast? Just let us know. We'll get you hooked up. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I've, I've considered that, man. I, I might actually take that seriously. Well, I, yeah, just shoot us an email. I know all the best ways to do it. So it's, it's, it's pretty simple. There's a couple processes, you know, logistical things that you might want to know when you start, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, everyone needs one at least to curate their own communication skills. Yeah. We'll have to have like, we'll have to have like uh, Ken M's corner on our podcast. We'll bring, we'll bring you on recently just cause don't feed the trolls. I mean, come on, we gotta have you on it. You could be once. a really funny news anchor. Just cover some news stories. And <laughs> that sounds really cool. I actually liked that idea. It was cool. All right. All right. Well, dude, let's keep in touch. We'll follow you on Twitter and, uh, and like all your shit. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Likewise, guys. Awesome. All right, take, take care, take man. Care, man. Really All enjoyed right, it. Later.